Welcome to the Gospel Ministry of Exchange Church. Thank you for connecting with us for our Bible talk today, and please feel free to share these talks with others as well. It's our desire to connect people to Jesus and grow people in Jesus. To find out more about us, please visit our website, www.exchangechurch.org.au. I'm conflicted. This morning when I've come this morning, I'm emotionally conflicted. Why? I'm conflicted because when I approach Easter Friday, why did such a righteous person, God, go to the cross? It is so sad. And he did it because of me, because of my sin. And I'm conflicted because this is not right. But it's love. And that's what it is. It's love. Jesus made so many claims. Listen to some of them. I and the Father are one, John 10.30. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's John 10.11. Another one. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have light of life. John 8, 12, that is. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he shall be saved and will go out and find pasture. That's from John 10, 9. And the last one. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. 6. Let me read that again. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Who is Jesus? C.S. Lewis, a professor at Cambridge University and author of the popular Nani series that we know, understood the significance of Jesus' claims. He writes... I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept him to be God. That is the one thing we must never say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that I've just read out really places that man... As a lunatic, on the level where, he, where we could call ourselves a poached egg, or else he would be the devil from hell. You know, we have to make the choice whether, is this man really and truly the son of God who's gone to the cross, or is he a lunatic? C.S. Lewis was trying for us to understand, we can't call him just a good moral teacher, and that's what happens in humanism. Yes, they can't deny Jesus, but Jesus, he was just a good person. No, he's either a lunatic, on the level of being, we could call ourselves being a poached egg, or he is the son of God, the one who went to the cross to die for our sins. Lewis then adds, you can shut him up as a fool, you can spit him out and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. 
But let us not come to the patronising nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He hasn't left any room for that to happen. Today we are confronted with the question, who is Jesus? This man who made what seemed like crazy claims, who then went to the cross willingly, for what reason? For what purpose? Everyone is confronted with that question. Everyone. And the reality is, the answer to that question is going to turn your world upside down, one way or another. Everyone is confronted with it. Today, let the cross shake your total existence. Now, listen to my next statement. And I say this with huge love. To some who have been a Christian for a long time, it's too easy to let today pass over as just another Easter. Let today absolutely shock you. Let it transform you. Don't let the maturity in the Christian faith become a stumbling block that blunts the awe of what took place on the cross. Do you remember when you first accepted Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Do you remember that incredible joy, but at the same time the confrontation of your sin? There was those mixed emotions that were taking place, incredible joy with incredible sadness. And then there was this overwhelming, enormous, overwhelming emotion of how the Lord has taken our sins from us and has redeemed us. As we travel through the journey of life, never forget that. Never forget that first emotion. I reflect back to my time when I first accepted Christ as my Lord, and I never want to lose that, because that gave me such a zeal and excitement that was a launching pad into my Christian journey. I want that same zeal to stay for my entire life. Revelations 2.4 which has a message to the church of Ephesus. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Our passion for Christ should always be increasing. Sadly, for some, it actually decreases over time. Let's pray. Lord, as we now come to the cross, Lord, as we've confronted by the awe of what you did on the cross because of us and our sin. You were more than just a righteous man. You were God, pure, holy, perfect. And yet you went to the cross because of us. Lord, let the awe of that sink deeply into our hearts today. Let us never forget the awesomeness of what you did. In your name. Amen. Okay, let's enter the crucifixion as Jesus is nailed to the cross. There are so many aspects to the crucifixion. Let's start when he is nailed and put up on the cross. And that comes from John at the chapter 17, sorry, 17 verse we're starting from and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull which is aromatic is called Golgotha there they crucified him 
and with him two others on either side and Jesus between them. Now Jesus has just been nailed to the cross beam of the cross and is hoisted up and on top of a vertical beam. So we have a situation where we've got the beam that is planted into the ground, then he's hoisted up and attached. On either side of him were two thieves crucified for their crimes. Now Roman tradition required that each condemned persons on each of their crosses an inscription is placed to identify their crime. The purpose is to allow the convict's cruel death to be an example to everyone else, to make sure you don't commit that crime because this is the consequence. Now, Pilate, he's faced with this dilemma in that even him himself declared that Jesus was innocent of all crimes. What is he to write on the cross? So with left with nothing else... Pilate wrote and got put up there, Jesus, King of the Jews. But he didn't just put it up there in one language. He put it up there in three languages. First Hebrew for the Jews, second Latin for the Roman soldiers and the officials, third Greek for the common man. So that all would know Jesus, King of the Jews. The truth of Jesus' claims were born on the cross. Jesus, Lord and King. A crucifixion is designed to maximise and prolong extreme suffering while delaying death. He was stripped, flogged, beaten and Jesus went to the cross willingly. When they nailed him to the beam, it would have been, it, he, it would have served, um, when they put the nails through his um, wrist just before there's this nerve called the median um what's the name median nerve and when the nail went through there not only would there be excruciating pain but it paralyzes the hand once that nerve is severed the feet were nailed in the upright part of the crocs cross and it was set so it was at a 45 degree angle so that he could push himself up to breathe, it was necessary to push up and drag up. So you could imagine the pain on the hands and the legs as he was being pushing himself up just to breathe. Terrible muscle spasms racked the entire body. But since collapse would mean asphyxiation where he would just die... The, the strain just went on and on for the person on the cross in pulling themselves up. See, the thing about the cross, it was designed to prolong life. Isn't that interesting? The cross was designed to prolong life, but it was also designed to maximise suffering. So it was a suffering tool of extreme. Then the most significant event took place. Not only was there the suffering of the excruciating pain, the physical pain, but then the real suffering came. At Matthew 27, 46, it says, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And this is the deepest part of the suffering on the cross. See, social abandonment was horrible, but that came from the outside, which was against Jesus, where everyone abandoned him. 
Emotional desertion was painful, but that came from within. The spiritual forsakenness, the spiritual wrath of the Father occurs deep down in the very Godhead itself. There was this break of relationship between Jesus and the Father. This is where the real suffering took place. The very existence of all of creation was decimated at that point. Something happened. John 1, 1 to 2 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All that the Lord had ever known was a relationship with the Father for all eternity. But at this moment, there was this incredible break between the Father and the Son. But it wasn't just a break. On that dark midday of Golgotha when the sun refused to shine the unmanageable and indescribable happening the beautiful shining loving face of the father withdrew into darkness and the punishing face of God's wrath was poured out on Jesus why it goes back to my conflict that I said at the beginning why because of my sin and it's just imaginable. I just it blows my mind to try to even comprehend that. Two Corinthians five twenty one says, "For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God." One Peter two twenty four says, "He himself bore our sins in his body on a tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed." Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on the tree. The Son of God himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. He became a curse for us. Why? Because of the indescribable love for us. Our sins were laid out on him. Receiving the wrath of the Father was his chief suffering that took place on the cross, as well as all the other tortures that were taking place physically on him. For not only did he offer his body as a price for reconciliation with God, but his soul also endured the punishment from God for us. So our destiny is either to experience the wrath of God or... We are to bend the knee at the cross and accept him as our Lord and Saviour as he took our sins to the cross. Because of the cross, we have the greatest hope, the greatest joy. But today we're going to just hold it there and look at the suffering. Todd gets the greatest joy on Sunday with the resurrection, which is exciting. But today is the day of suffering because of us. So between now and Easter Sunday, I want to encourage you to just focus on the suffering of Christ. Don't just walk over it today. Let it sink deep down. And remember the suffering. This was the righteous. This was the purity. This was God. It was all because of us that suffering took place. Now, as I was preparing this message a week ago, 
um, Kathy and I went to Marysville. And when at Marysville, we were talking to someone who went through the Marysville fires and he was telling me a story I'd never heard of. Now, the first thing you need to know, Marysville was always considered safe from fires because it had a gravity-fed water system. Electricity could go out, the water would still come. Not a problem for Marysville. Now, this person was telling me that there was someone they forgot and there was an old lady up in the hills and they forgot about her in the panic and they got out of the town. This old lady, her name was Laurel, she came driving down to escape when things were getting so bad. She drove off into the culvert and into the pipeline that fed Marysville and took out the pipeline. Water was spouting everywhere and she died in that accident and fire that took place. And I never heard that story. I'll be looking it up and, and it was, yeah, it just really surprised me as far as what took place. Now, you're probably thinking, how am I connecting that to Easter? And what it is, cause and effect, a domino effect. There was a domino effect of some people knew about this person and they'd forgotten to get her out. Because they'd forgotten, she got herself out. She had an accident. Of all the places to go off the road, it was where the water pipe was. Because of that, you had all these places that um, were going to be... um, They had water prepared for the places. Water stopped and people literally died not knowing what was going on. It was this continued domino effect. And while I was hearing the story and thinking of this message, I was connecting it to the domino effect of what took place on the cross. What Jesus did on the cross shook all of creation to its core. A catastrophic domino effect took place right through all of history that exists right to this very day that domino effect. Ephesians 2.8 says, By his grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. So the question I leave you today is, to exp- who is Jesus to you that was nailed to the cross to experience the most horrific death, not only physically but spiritually? in his soul has your world been turned upside down inside out because of Jesus is this just another Easter that we just pass by or is this truly a significant time that literally defines who you are and what you live for And when is the right time to fall at the cross and worship Jesus for who he truly is? 2 Corinthians 6, 2 tells us, now is the day of salvation. Good Friday is the ultimate gift of hope given to mankind. Come this Sunday to hear of the enormous joy of the resurrection and the power of the hope that's been given to us. But today... Let us just focus on the suffering that took place because of you and I. Let's pray. Lord, we praise you as Lord and Saviour who came from heaven into bodily form to live a life that was perfect and sinless 
with all the temptations that could be thrown at you to willingly go to the cross to suffer because of our sins, to bear undescribable suffering physically but also spiritually, to have that break between you and the Father because of us. Lord, we just pray, I pray for each one here that the power of the cross will be significant, not just for today, but Lord, ongoing. And that Lord, we won't just pass over Easter as another time to remember the cross, but the significance of that transforms us every day, every day of the year as we love and serve you. Lord, I pray for each person that, that you will be made greater and ourselves will be made less as we travel the journey in the direction you lead us. Lord, we commit this day to you in your name. Amen. We trust you have enjoyed our Bible talk from today. If you have any questions or comments from today's talk, please feel free to contact us at info at exchangechurch.org.au. Also, we love to welcome new people at Exchange Church in person, so consider yourself invited to be with us.